broadcasting worldwide on internet radio. Refreshing takes on legal strategies. Straightforward answers to difficult tax questions. Independent ideas on building wealth. It's the Refresher Wealth Show with Mark Kohler and Matt Sorensen. Get your free copy of Mark and Matt's ebooks and sign up for their weekly free newsletter with important tax deadlines and articles at refreshyourwealth.com. Now, here's Mark and Matt. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of Refresh Your Wealth with yours truly, Mark Kohler, and my amazing co-host, Matt Sorensen. Coming to you, I don't know, where, anywhere. I don't even know where I'm at today. <laughs> Coming at you, uh, well, we're just here, guys. Ted for good, buddy. Yeah. We're just here. I, was, I knew that was my little uh, opportunity to jump in there, but, you know, I just don't, I just, I need to come up with the... You know, when you always, you bring in the same line, you know, you come in with, with my amazing partner, Matt Sorensen, Matt Sorensen. And I need to like, have like a, an amazing tagline. I need like a tagline or something when I come in, you know, you you could say, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Mark Kohler. See, oh, okay. Throw the love back. Switcheroo. Oh, is that how you do it? Okay. Now, for those of you that have never listened to us before, you may be thinking these guys are jokesters. What am I doing? Hey, give us 10 more seconds. What we are all about. Is saving taxes, building wealth, protecting your assets, building your business, American dream, all the all the above. We try to keep it fun, interesting. I'm a CPA and an attorney. Matt is a tax attorney specializing in retirement planning, and we've got a sweet law firm, a sister accounting mm-hmm. firm, our trust company, self-directing IRAs and SEPs and HSAs and 401ks. Okay, I tried to make it sound as sexy as possible. Yeah. Do <laughs> you think we kept our new listeners? I hope that's yeah. it. But that's not it. And we will throw in some knives. No. Yeah, there's um, more. There's more, but wait, there's more. Um, well, thanks so much for being with us. I'm excited for the topic today. Um, this is a geeky topic, but let me just say there are two words that you know really get Mark and I excited, and those words are, tax-free, tax-free. How do you make money tax-free in the U.S.? You either commit tax fraud and end up in prison like Wesley Snipes or you use a Roth IRA. (laughs) We're going to talk about the second one. First one's another podcast. That's another podcast. Well, you had me at tax, so thank you, Mr. Sorensen. And uh, if if you've started to listen to our podcast, it is our goal of every show to quote at least two or three movies and right there, check Jerry Maguire off the list. You had me at tax. So yeah, yeah. that one's, that's an easy one. We got to get some new ones in. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I'm committed by the end of the show to have a new, one I've never dropped before. Ooh, you're going to quote a new movie before yep. the end of the show. Do it. All right. I'm waiting. I'm interested. Okay. Uh, the topic is, the Roth IRA and a deep dive. We're going to take you deep into the Roth IRA. We just realized earlier before we started recording the show that even some of our own special podcasts that we like to listen to um, just cover, touch the surface. They're they're kind of 30,000 foot view type podcasts mm-hmm. and we don't want to be accused of that. So today we're going to try to, try to do everything Roth IRA in 30 minutes or so once, uh, if not closer to 45 minutes, once we get into the topic, we really want to break it down and think of any possible question you might ask about Roths and help you even understand what they are. A lot of times I'm in a little workshop and there's yeah. newer people that are like, I'm new to all this. What's a freaking Roth, you know? And so mm-hmm. we're going to t- start general and then dive in deep. Yeah. And we got good news for those people that have thought, oh, I make too much money. I can't do a Roth. The Roth's not for me. No, we're going to debunk some of the myths too. And yeah. we'll let you know how you can get there and do a Roth. That's so a good There's point. something for everyone here. Yeah, some of you that are like, well, this I, I can't even do a Roth. I'm not going to listen. I'm just going to stay for the tax and legal tip of the week and get off. Oh, no, we got some good stuff. So, Yeah, yeah stay tuned. Yeah. Well, should we rattle off? We got some tax tips. I think we're going to double up on the tax tips today because April 15th is 
like 10 days away, depending on when you're, when you're catching this podcast. Yeah, whether you're in um, Australia or is, here or whatever. Yeah, it's imminent, guys. It's coming. It's, it's happening. So I want to give some last-minute tax tips on things you can do between now and April 15th. Of course, we love you to be thinking about this in December or earlier so you can do some tax planning and make some things happen in the tax year, which is where most tax savings really occur. But I uh, just want to throw out a couple of things you to be thinking about before the April 15th deadline hits. I like it. And I think we're going to have to play the tax riff twice because we really went into the studio with our electric guitars to come up with that one. And so we're yeah. proud of it. We're going to do it. So uh, who's first, Matt? You choose. Mm, I'll go first. Okay. All right. Well, let's give, let's, let's, let's set it up. A tax tip you can actually understand and won't put you to sleep. A tax tip that could save you thousands. All right. Well, of course, you know I'm going to talk about retirement accounts. Can you blame me? (laughs) (laughs) I know we're even talking about Roth IRAs today, but April 15th is the last day you can make contributions to a Roth IRA, traditional IRA, SEP IRA for year 2018. I like to tell a lot of people this is the time to double contributions because you can throw money in for 18 and 19 right now. So now the now, traditional said, IRA, I'm going to correct you before you go too far. Yeah. You said and SEP IRA. Now, I think you're going to amend that point in a big way here in a moment. But Yes. Sorry, I'm going to throw out the SEP IRA. That's going to be a little bonus. Tip yeah, that's a bonus. It is not the deadline for the SEP, but you may think it is. So there's, yes. there's a way around that. Okay. It is and it isn't. It that. is and it isn't. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it isn't. So for your traditional IRA and your Roth IRA, you have until April 15th. Now, the contribution amount for 2018 was 5500 We went up to 6000 in 2019, but you got 5500 on those. You've got to get them in by April 15th for your traditional and uh, your Roth. Now, your SEP 2, I'm going to talk about that in a second here. If you're filing your tax return on April 15th, or by that time, you need to be contributing for 2018 by April 15th. Now, think about this for your, you, you know, just, I'm not think, thinking about this just for you. What about your kids? Did you pay your kids last year? Maybe you're doing some of the great tax strategies we love to implement where you paid your kids last year. Hey, why don't you drop some money in a Roth IRA form? For Maybe your kids are teenagers and they got their own little job. You know, they're getting a W-2, working part-time at the movie theater or whatever. Um, they did landscaping over the summer or sold stuff, whatever. Maybe you help them drop 5,500 bucks into a Roth IRA if they had some, they had some earned income in 2018. So um, a couple things just to keep in mind, but the deadline is April 15th. Even if you extend your tax return, the deadline is still April 15th for the SEP and the, sorry, for the traditional and the Roth IRA. Now, okay. the SEP IRA gets a little different discussion because on the SEP, the deadline is April 15th unless you extend. So if I extend my tax return, I get to extend the ability to contribute via the SEP. Now the SEP is huge if you're self-employed, generally with no other employees, or you've had employees for only up to three years, you can do the SEP IRA. You can put up to 56 grand into it. You can self-direct it. You can buy real estate and all the cool stuff we love our clients to do. And and that is a, a great option. Now, if you've listened to prior shows, you know we love the solo K over the SEP IRA, but I'm sorry, if you want to make 2018 contributions in a solo K, you missed the deadline. You need to have that set up in 2018 by December 31st. So a lot of times we're doing the SEP in 2019 for your 2018 contributions. It's kind of a fix it, but it's a way to still get a lot of retirement plan contributions done for 18. Now may the representative of Idaho... uh, Put a writer on your statement. Okay. All right. Without yep. objection. Okay. Thank you, <laughs> Senator Sorensen from Arizona. I, I like that I'm a wanna... senator and you're a representative. Uh, oh, yeah, so that's true. Yeah. That kind of sucks. That, that, I'm, yeah. yeah. Well, you picked it. You picked I, it. I'm stuck now, I guess. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a representative. Okay. Uh, uh, what, what joint committee are we in? Okay. So, and you political junkies are like, you guys are idiots. Um, okay. So, here's the deal. For the SEP, I want to add, I shot a video on YouTube titled, I Screwed Up and Have to Do a SEP. Some of you old school accountants may be offended by that because you're a true believer in the SEP strategy. So I just want to make this point as well. 
you get a much more efficient bang for your buck doing a solo 401k rather than a SEP. And the trick is saving on self-employment tax. Watch my video on YouTube if you'd like the details of that. But what Matt and I love to do is if you're stuck and you still want to write off for last year, but you don't have the cash to put in the money, extend, take your time, make a contribution in the summer, get a write-off for last year's taxes, then set up a solo 401k on, dole, on day two, and then roll over the SEP into the new solo 401k. So you literally only have the SEP for just a few days or a week until mm. you can roll it into the new solo 401k and then make your contribution more efficiently for 2019 in the 401k, but you've doubled down in a sense. And that, that is a really common fix that we do for clients that are in this quandary where they've kind of been sold on the SEP over the years and now they see the efficiency of the 401k, but they're stuck this year. Anyway, Matt, any, was that a, is that writer yeah. acceptable? I'm, or do you second? Yeah, love that. Okay. All right. That is acceptable. The, it is approved. Okay. And, and we'll go to the president for signature. <laughs> okay. All right. Now you got a tax tip. Are you, I mean, I, we going to really play the guitar again. Yeah, yeah. I think, so there, I think but I wanted to say, Matt, that was a great tip. And a lot of people out there who are new to saving, I want to make this point too, though. Um, we don't, sometimes we get into the technical jargon of savings and tax strategies, but we don't talk about the financial concept here that Dave Ramsey would. And, and I, Matt and I are huge Dave Ramsey fans. We think he's definitely got an important voice for millions of, representing millions of Americans out there that need to save more. Um, we like to take it to the next level and talk about small business on top of Ramsey strategies. So we're not taking away from Dave Ramsey at all. We just want to add to his important messages. But the one I love of his, and I make kids watch it all the time, is the power of compound interest. If any of you out on YouTube have not watched this, just put in Ramsey compound mm -hmm. interest. That'll get it brought up. It's a four and a half minute video amazing. I can't count how many times I've watched it and, share, and shared that with people in workshops, in, in family, at church, everywhere. That power is so amazing. When you start saving $50 a month, $100 a month, $1,000 a month, whatever economic situation you're in, you should always be trying to save something. I don't care if it's $10 a month. Set up an app on your phone, start the Roth account, start saving. And this concept of being able to do it in a tax preferred way uh, through an IRA or a, four, a Roth or a 401k only puts it on steroids. So what Matt and I are talking about is just taking what Dave Ramsey is teaching and what all of us should be doing of saving and adding a tax savings concept on top of just a good savings habit. Whew, that was a mouthful, mouthful, Matt. Anything? Yeah. Yeah, that was so important. I mean, we do skip that. <laughs> you know, yeah. we just take that as a given um, that that's appreciated. And I think, um, you know, one thing I just this little observation is I was used to do a little more state planning, you know, back in the day, and, and I'd look at clients' estates and I'd be like, man, you got a really big retirement account, and you know, you've got a lot of equity, you got some rental properties. It was just discipline over the years, maxing it out, throwing it in. They were saving taxes at the time on traditional accounts. Um, but over time, those accounts really blossomed. When you think 10, 20, 30 years of doing that, that's when I was getting a lot of people that just had regular jobs. They weren't, you know, making half a million bucks a year. Maybe they were making low six figures or barely breaking six figures, but they had a million, couple million dollars in net worth when we're doing their estate plan. And they were just throwing this money away little by little, trying to max out where they could. And that money grew. And, and now they're reaping the benefits of it, have the comfort and security in, in retirement, don't have to stress about it. And it's because of that compounding that they get over time and just letting it ride, being disciplined on getting it in, meeting their deadlines so that they can max out how much they get in. Yep. Well, great comment. All right. Well, let's dive into a second tax tip right before the filing deadline. <laughs> A tax tip you can actually understand and won't put you to sleep. A tax tip that could save you thousands. All right. The tax tip I want to share is the health savings account contribution. Now, this is one that you cannot extend 
or delay with a filing and extension. You've got to make this contribution by April 15th. And if you had a high deductible healthcare plan last year in 2018, you were allowed to open an HSA and contribute to an HSA before April 15th. Now, do not think that your employer has to do this for you. Do not think that they're going to do it for you or match it or anything. As long as you even had a day job with a high deductible plan, which is approximately $1,500 deductible if you're single, $3,000 deductible if you're a family. If you had a high deductible plan last year anywhere, then you can go to a bank, you can go to our trust company, directedira.com, and set up an HSA in the next 10 days and put in $3,450 if you're single or $6,900 if you're head of household or, or married. That deduction is on the front page of your tax return no AGI limits, no phase out. You get a tax deduction right off the top of your tax return, no matter who yeah. you are. And you don't need to be tax. itemizing. Even if you're taking the standard deduction, you're still getting it. That's right. doesn't even matter if you itemize. So the new Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, TCJA, plays right into the HSA. Donald Trump even talked about the health savings account in a State of the Union address, his first one after being elected. This is a really wonderful way to save for healthcare. You can take the money out day two, you could literally, guys, in the next 10 days, you could put the money in, create the tax deduction, and on day two, take it back out and pay off your credit card. But you have to have at least, you know, you have to take it out for medical expenses you incurred last year or now. So you can put in money now and reimburse yourself for medical expenses you had last year. It's amazing. Yeah. You, if you're going to launder money, this is how you do it. You just put it mm -hmm. in, take it out. Boom. It's clean. You just clean the money. Yeah. 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 Ozark. Go to Netflix, watch Ozark. Yeah for you know a little a little more detail on that yeah better call saul this is it that's right man it's going in the safe so um that's my tip just fund your hsa if you need to know more about it uh get over to my youtube channel type in kohler hsa and you'll see a couple sweet little bids there you can learn a little bit more about it this is a mm -hmm. chapter in my book the tax and legal playbook you can get it on amazon prime kindle or audiobook uh, within minutes and just read the chapter on healthcare planning. Well, all right, Matt, should we jump into our topic of the day? Let's do it. Let's get right on it. Let's, uh, we just, I just need directions to our next big failure. That was a, that was a movie quote thrown in Tommy boy there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that one was a little forced. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Matt went to school for a long time. We call those doctors. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So lots of people go to school for nine years <laughs> called doctors. Yeah, uh, I, I can live with Tommy boy quotes. Uh, yeah. Tommy boy quotes are great. Um, yeah. I, we'll maybe throw one or two more in today, but yeah. I mean, we can put a traditional IRA in a box and stamp, you know, guaranteed on, guarantee it. on it. But <laughs> if it ain't got Roth on it, it's, it's, it's not a Roth <laughs> tax free, man. Uh, some of you that are not see the words tax free on the box. Yeah. We want tax on the box. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, um, okay. I want to just make this one intro before I hand Matt the baton here for the main topic of the show. For those out there that this concept of Roth is foreign, this is a great way to save money tax free because you don't get a tax deduction on the way in. But if you open up a Roth 401k or a Roth IRA, and we'll get into the nuts and bolts. Mm -hmm. It grows tax-free in anything you invested in, and then it comes out tax-free at age 59 and a half or five years from the date you set up the account, whichever's later. So if you are 55, you're going to have to wait till you're age 60 to pull money out. And mm -hmm. there is a concept that if you invest it in an operational business, you might pay what's called UBIT tax, and we'll get into that too. But mm -hmm. in general, everybody, before you turn, tune out, the Roth grows tax-free, comes out tax-free generally, and it's one way that is to have completely asset-protected money growing for you for the future. Mm -hmm. And uh, no matter how smart you think you are or what business you have and how great you are in real estate, having a Roth on the side is another arrow in the quiver. It's another iron in the fire. It's another it's way to diversify. It's arrow, man. Yeah. It's deadly. It oh. is. Yeah. Don't discount it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Matt, you're the man. You, you lead off. All right. Well, let's get after it then. So 
Now, this is a big topic, and we are doing the deep dive on this, okay? This is the deep dive. It's kind of like the deep dish uh, pizza, if you will. It's delicious. It's hearty. Um, <laughs> see, I was thinking of scuba diving. We're going to go deeper than snorkeling. Oh, you know, you can just see the fish up above when you snorkel. But That's you what that down, means. Go down. Okay, yes. All right. But of course, okay. you're hungry. It's before lunch. So yeah, I heard deep dish. I heard deep dish. <laughs> Okay, let, let's break this up. We're going to throw into some, some different okay. uh, categories. You, you organize this for us, Mr. Sorensen. What, what do you want to do? How do you want to do it? There's a the madness. Okay. First, you got the crust. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. We're going to talk about why do you want one? We first want to hit that. Like, why do you even want one? Second, how do I get one? And don't be confused and thinking, oh, I can't have a Roth IRA for XYZ. We're going to debunk some of that. How do you get one? There's three different ways in. We're going to hit each way on how do you get a Roth IRA. And then third, we're going to talk about the nuances on getting the money out. Remember the cool thing about the Roth IRA, it's tax-free. And there's also all these little cool perks and tax rules, frankly, that are just these beautiful, juicy, golden nuggets that are really um, unique to Roth IRAs. So that's how we're going to hit it. We're going to go like in those three categories. And... Um, and I think Mark, uh, you know, if they, if we don't hit your question or what you want to know about a Roth IRA, you can call up or send us a question for open form next week. Yep. Open form next week. So See? no complaints, write down your questions. If we miss it, you can bring it up on open form. Okay. <laughs> now, Matt, why don't you say why you think they're so cool? And then I'll give my thoughts on why they're so good. So why would you want a Roth IRA, Matt Swordson? Okay. If I told you there was one account that you can set up and every American can have one, and only this account, whenever you invest it, you could get tax-free returns and the money would come out tax-free later at retirement, you would say, that's the first account I'm going to set up. Where can I get that account? And I'm going to put my first savings into that account. Well, basically, that's what a Roth IRA is. There is no other way to make tax-free money. And so, and I've just seen clients that have, I mean, I have clients with nine-figure Roth IRAs. I have plenty of clients with, I have one. I might have more, but I know I at least have one in that category. I have many with eight-figure Roth IRAs. Plenty with seven, and obviously a lot of six-figure accounts. Now, those accounts are tax-free, and those people have been very strategic and smart about putting their best investments and their best deals into a Roth IRA. Because if you're going to grow wealth in the most tax efficient way, you're going to use a Roth IRA. And you know what's sad is it, there's been a lot of congressional debate or you'll hear some, oh, I don't know, the politics on this where some people think this is just a strategy for the rich and the rich gets, you know, this is for their yeah. savings accounts and it's not fair. Well, here's the thing. I, I really get frustrated by that because anybody can have one. Um, you can invest it just like rich people do, and you can use it for retirement. It's asset protected. Very few lawsuits could ever touch it. If you get divorced, yeah. you're going to have to split it up. If you get into um, problems with the IRS, they can tap into it. But even in bankruptcy, the IRA is generally protected in most states. Mm -hmm. So these are wonderful to build no matter what your income level is. And I, we mentioned Dave Ramsey a little earlier. I just love seeing people put away just whatever they can a month. And I like Matt's point that this should be your first stop on the train. You know, like, boom, I'm going to put it in. Now, I'm a huge fan of the health savings account, which you get a tax deduction to put it in. It grows tax-free, but it only comes out tax-free for medical expenses. The Roth, you can pull it out for anything uh, once you're 59 and a half or you've had it at least five years. So now we're just hitting the surface here. We're going to dive in deep, like Matt said. Mm -hmm. Why do I like the Roth? Um, I just love that you can have an account where you can invest in what you know best. And that's obviously a self-directing concept, which you can almost add as another layer on top of the Roth strategy. You can have a Roth. I mean, Merrill Lynch has been selling Roths and Oppenheimer and Edward yeah. Jones, and you can have a Roth. That's great. And I'm not taking anything away from their sales pitch when it comes to Roths. But when you add the layer of self-directing on top of it, where Matt's got clients with seven to eight figure Roths, you know what that means? That means $10 million or more in a Roth. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. And did they get that buying, you know, 
little GM stock with $5,000? No, they did it investing in what they know best. So I think when I, when I think of what's cool about a Roth, I really think it's the leverage of using the self-directed concept on top of the tax-free growth and tax-free withdrawals. That's why I like them. Mm, yeah, yeah. And you're, there's, I mean, we, you'll see there's many more things we love about them as we explain them because there's all these little cool things and differences that are unique that make these better than any other retirement account too. Yeah, and let me say one last thing. For again, those that are new to investing at all, I want to say this very basic concept, and then we'll get it. We're going to start digging a little deeper. So, one more surface level comment is: you've all heard of a four hundred one k. I think anybody that's over age twenty one has heard the term four hundred one k. If I work at a company, they may put money in a four hundred one k, or I can defer it from my check paycheck. That is mm -hmm. a tax preferred investment vehicle. Once the money goes in, you generally get to choose how you want to invest it, whatever the company offers by way of mutual funds or stock. Let's, everybody gets that. Well, yeah. the Roth is an individual account. It's an account that you can even have with a 401k at work. We're going to talk about how to do that. You can have a Roth account and invest it, but if you left, leave the job, it goes with you. You can open one being self-employed. You can open one young or old. So a Roth is this tax preferred vehicle. What you put in the back seat is up to you. You can put whatever you want in it. You're the driver of this Roth. And so mm -hmm. it's like a 401k, but it grows tax-free and comes out tax-free. Worth a 401k, you get a tax reduction on the way in and it grows tax deferred. When you pull it out, you're going to pay taxes. So that's what's kind of sexy about a Roth. When you look on a, a table and you compare dollar for dollar over time, tax-free growth always beats out tax deferred growth because you can never guesstimate what your tax rate's going to be in the future. So let, let, you can, it works and, mm -hmm. and it wins. Anyway. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. And I think a lot of people say on the Roth, you know, cause a lot of people say, should I do a traditional or should I do a Roth? I'm generally going to be a Roth. Even myself, I have some traditional, I have some Roth, but, but like if you can start from scratch and say, what should I do? Traditional or Roth? you'd rather do Roth because in the traditional, sure, I get a tax deduction today, but I pay tax when I grow that account later. So when I harvest, when, you know, the, the seeds, the money going in, the harvest is what's coming out of the back. And when I hit retirement, I'm paying tax on a large amount as I'm pulling out later. Whereas the Roth, I don't get a tax deduction on the seed I put in, but the harvest comes out tax-free, hopefully the much larger amount that I've grown that account to over time. And in the long run, you'd like to have a little of both accounts. You want to be getting tax deductions on the way in, building tax-free growth on the other side. Frankly, you want to be a little bit country and you want to be a little bit rock and roll. It, exactly. Yeah. Now, if you're, too, balance. if you're too young to not know without reference, then you're a child. You're really just a child. You're, you really are because – yeah. For those that know what I'm talking about, a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. That's Donnie Marie Osmond, baby. The 70s, man, it was alive. It was real. The Donnie and Marie show on a Saturday night, you get out of the shower or the tub and your parents say, come on, sit on the couch. We're going to watch the Lawrence Welk show and Donnie Marie. Woo! <laughs> man, that was, those were the good old days. Man. Okay. Now, right. some of you are like, man, Mark Kohler's old. Hey, I'll go surfing with you. I'll show you a thing or two, but. Yeah, I'm just a renaissance man. I can live both worlds. I can. I look like a millennial, yeah. but yeah, not like a you know baby boomer. I just got it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got the boomer references down. That's for sure. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, so that's why you want a Roth. What's topic number two? Okay. Well, how do we get one? Okay. Okay. Let's break it. Let's go into three. I'm going to hit three ways. We're going to okay. talk about the front door, the the back door, of course. And then the side door, okay? Did you just use three-way front door and back door all in the same example? Because this is a, a family-friendly show, so I'm just going to leave it. Get a rating. Apple might put a rating on us for that. <laughs> but uh, okay, don't, you, think, don't think too much into that. I just walked into that. I didn't mean to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that one alone. All right, so there's three ways to get into to a rock. All right. Okay. So front door, what's our front door? All right. Front door is for those who make just regular new contributions. Okay. This is just the regular Roth IRA. All right. You can put six grand in a year. This is for 2019 for 2018. It's 5,500. Okay. 
2019 and Ford, it's 6,000. Now, here's why the front door is not available to everybody. The front door, <laughs> the front door is not available. To, this is not funny. <laughs> I'm seeing Mark on the, on the computer just laughing. At I cannot stop laughing over here. I had to mute my mic. Okay, keep going. All right. Okay. The front door, if you make more than 122,000 single or 193,000 married, you start phasing out and you cannot make Roth contributions because the IRS says you make too much money. Roth IRAs are not for the rich people. So you cannot get in to a Roth IRA through the front door. All right. Okay. All right. Now let's talk, get basic here too. Can I have a 401k at work and mm -hmm. still go in through the front door? Absolutely. You, unless you still got to look at what's your income, single married that I mentioned, 122 single, this is where the phase out starts. It ends at 137 single. Married starts at 193, ends at 203, where you phase out entirely on the, on the Roth IRA. But I could be maxing out my 401k at work and still do a Roth IRA. Okay. I could max I'm, out even a SEP IRA and still do a Roth IRA. Okay, and I think the strategy here, now this is where it gets deep, people. I could max out my solo K okay, and do what, a Roth IRA. I'm trying to make a point here. Okay, so here's my point. <laughs> Don't get me laughing again. Okay, here's, here's, my, here's where things get strategic because you want to get the most bang for your buck. You want to maybe go to work, put in as much as you get to get your match. So let's mm -hmm. say the company's doing a 3% match on X dollars. You want to put in every dollar you can to get the match, get, double mm -hmm. your money. You literally double your money. That's a hundred, that's a hundred percent return. You put in five grand, the company matches it seven grand, you know, whatever the number is, you mm -hmm. put that in, you get your match. And then if you have limited resources, you want to get out and go do your Roth. So that yeah. way you're playing both fields and you're getting the, the best out of this. You can. All right. Absolutely. I almost said both teams, but I wouldn't have done that because <sighs> I think fields. ahead of what I might say that could be inappropriate. You obviously don't. There's kids yeah. in the car, Matt. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's, it's over their heads, so don't, don't you worry. Okay. All right. This is like the Simpsons. If you watch the Simpsons, it's yeah. deep. Yeah. I watch it with I teenagers, and I'm laughing. They're like, what's so funny? Never mind. Keep watching. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. so the Simpsons sounds like Rick and Morty. That's what my kids watch, which is hilarious, by the way. But it's a little adult. You got to be careful. Um, have you watched Rick and Morty? No, I have not. Okay, yeah. It's, yeah I'm too old. It's the New Age Simpsons. Okay. Country and right, front door. Here's another a couple things on. I, I watch the Golden Girls with my mom. I sit up on okay. the couch. We get some popcorn. Betty White. Oh, she's. Oh, yeah. Right. Golden Girls. Bev. Bev and I don't even remember their names. Yeah. Um, I, did. I, I visited my mom this week and I'm like, what are you doing? Watch Golden Girls. Come sit down. My mom okay. has Alzheimer's, so I can yeah. just watch it. I just put it over and over again. We loop it. Sweet. Yeah. Well, you're such a good son. That's good. <laughs> um, okay, I want to throw the, one other thing on the front door. You can also do spousal contributions. So you have a, if you have a non-working spouse, you can make a Roth IRA contribution for them from your own income. So you can do a Roth IRA, what's called spousal, even if they don't have their own earned income. Oh, wow. That's good. You can make a spousal contribution. Okay, now on contributions, you're going there, Matt. You want to throw down? Yeah. All right. Yes, Let's talk true. kids right now. Any of you that maybe had children last year that you compensated through your business, you got a little extra money this spring, throw $1,000 in each one of their Roth IRAs or whatever their earned income is. So if my 15-year-old Molly made four grand last year, I can put four grand in her Roth for last year. And if you've got a 15-year-old and you can be disciplined enough to just put 1000 away for the next 10 years, oh, oh, yeah. oh, they're going to have a million dollars by the time they're age 60. And, that, and you can... It's crazy. Again, watch Dave Ramsey compound interest video. It'll blow your mind. Yeah. Okay. okay. So kids, spouse, yourself, front door. Yep. Absolutely. Love it. All right. All right. Going to the side door. Or you like Let's, going to the back door first? Let's, let's do the back door next. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Now, for those of you who are like, well, Matt, I make more, I'm married. I make more than 200 grand a year. Or I'm single and I make more than 130 grand a year. I can't, I can't, I'm not in on the front door. I'm locked out. We got another option here, the back door. The, the, the back door is, what it is, is not as cool as it sounds. 
It's okay. It's not as cool as it sounds. <laughs> it's a non-deductible traditional IRA contribution that you convert to Roth. See, the, the income restriction there on the Roth IRA is... It only um, applies to contributions. It doesn't correct. apply to conversions. Exactly. And so a conversion, so I can make, what, what you do is you just go set up a traditional IRA. You okay. make contributions to it. Now, if you say, if you go tell your IRA custodian, hey, these are non-deductible contributions. They don't know what you're talking about. They don't care. Frankly, it doesn't matter. You're just making contributions. You can walk into your bank. Exactly. That's what I used to do. I used to just go into my bank and I'd put them in for me, put them in for my spouse. Now I do it at Directed IRA, of course, directedira.com. We know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but I just walk into my bank. That's what I do. And now it becomes non-deductible on your tax return. I believe it's form 8606. Which a normal person would never do. Right. Normal person would never do. But you're doing it because it's only going to be a non-deductible traditional IRA for, for one, one day. Month. I like to do, I let me just go a practical step why I do it a month. I'm going to give you a reason why. Oh. One, because I ran into this problem myself. Two, I've read some good articles that, that have people ran into this article themselves. And three, I've gone over it with other clients on the phone. They're like, yeah, that happened to me. Here's one of the problems on the backdoor Roth IRA. For, this is particularly if you're at the, the local bank setting up your traditional IRA and you want to convert it to Roth and you got, you know, bozo, whatever guy that's worked there for a month that's like trying to set up your account. Here's what happened to me. This happened to my wife's account. We set up the traditional IRA and I said, Kate, I want to convert it now to Roth. Okay. What does he do? He closes the account, takes a distribution, sets up a new Roth account, puts the money in the Roth IRA. Okay. He's a moron. <laughs> so, I was like, that's not, that's not, it needs to be converted. So what you, the, and so what you want to do is wait a month so you get an actual statement on the traditional. That way they won't close the account and do this dumb process. That's why I like to do that. You wait a month, get a statement, then you call back and do the actual conversion from traditional and the money goes into a separate Roth account. Now, that's if right. you do it at directed IRA, we're not going to mess it up. But I'm just saying from a practical standpoint, that's happened to me. I read good articles on it that also recommend the waiting the month. And I've seen other clients run into that same problem. And I like it because if you're going to launder money, you've got to let it, got to let it yeah. percolate. You got to let it clean right. for a little bit. There's a, there's a little rinse cycle in there. You know, there's a rinse yeah. cycle. Don't rush the rinse cycle. Okay. okay. <laughs> I've heard that one before. Now, <laughs> what you can do then is convert as much as you want. Now, some of you, now let me say this simply stated. If you want a Roth IRA, you want to put in $6,000 this year. Mm-hmm. If your income's too high, you're like, uh, I can't play in the game. No, no. You run around to the back door. You get over there and you're like, hey, I want in. You knock on the door and they say, oh, if you will let you in if you have a traditional IRA. Oh, I've got one. I went down to the bank and opened up this traditional IRA. I've had it for a month. Six grand in. It's still the same six grand contribution limit. If you're over 50, you get an extra thousand, by the way. Yep. And I got my six grand. I got my traditional IRA and they go, okay, you can come in, but we're going to convert it on your way through the door. And so you walk in through the door, you file a form that says, I convert this IRA to Mm -hmm. a Roth. Now, the beauty of this is, you can convert as much money as you want. You could, you could walk in with a million dollars and convert it mm-hmm. to Roth. You could never put a million into a Roth, but you can convert a million from a traditional to a Roth. Yep. You could take a million from a 401k, roll it to an IRA, and then convert it to a Roth. In three days, you've just moved a 401k into a Roth, a million dollars. You got to pay tax on that when you convert. Yeah. You got to pay tax. Yeah. You're good. Love it. And that's going to be the side door, which we're going to hit here in a second. But let me say a couple other things on this backdoor strategy. First, when I convert that six grand, let's say I dropped in the six grand, I'm now converting a month later over to Roth. I don't pay tax on that because it was non-deductible. I didn't take a deduction on it. So I don't have to worry about the tax on the conversion. When we hit the side door in a second here, there's, there's some tax. But um, that's one cool thing doing the backdoors. You didn't get a deduction. So the nice thing is you don't pay tax when you convert it next month. The other thing that's a snag, and I need to say this, because technically, you know, let's let's be some honest here. Some people get stuck in the backdoor Roth. 
Because what happens when you want to convert from, tr from the traditional to Roth, when you threw that six grand in the traditional and you want to convert to Roth, what the IRS requires is that you must convert regular traditional deductible dollars first. Mm. So, so if I've got a traditional, okay. if I got a traditional IRA sitting out there, that's just a regular traditional IRA I got, had took deductions on, or I rolled it out of an old 401k and now I just got a traditional IRA sitting out there and I did this back door, I cannot convert that non-deductible six grand I just threw in that I was hoping to do back door until I first convert my other traditional IRA dollars. Now you can have traditional 401k dollars and that's all fine. Don't worry about that. It's just traditional IRA dollars. The deductible ones must get converted first before the non-deductible. If you don't have deductible regular traditional IRA dollars, don't worry. You just go straight to the, the non-deductible one you just threw in. So that's one little snag you can run into. Yeah, and, and here's the reality. The practical thing is people that want a Roth just convert current traditional money first. The backdoor Roth is for when you don't have a traditional or can't yeah. get in the front door for the Roth. But if you're sitting on traditional money, this brings up the word chunking. And yes, the word chunk makes you think of Goonies and Steven Spielberg, yeah. the first movie with an SUV driving on the beach of Oregon yeah. coast. Oh, I think I love that. I think they called it ORV. It's an ORV, an ORV. <laughs> That's right. ORV, off-road vehicle. <laughs> off-road vehicle, ORV. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's cool. Um, well, you can chunk brothers. it. Yeah. yeah, you can chunk it. Yeah, so what you do is sometimes clients say, well, now think about this, people. Let's say you've got 150 grand in this old IRA from a 401k job you had 10 years ago. It's just sitting there, it's languishing, making three or 4%. You're bugged, you want to self-direct it, and you want to Roth. So you want to double, kind of attack this from both sides. You want self-directing and you want the Roth. So you roll the traditional IRA over to our directed IRA trust company, FDIC insured, you know, controlled by the Arizona Banking Commission. So you get your money in there, directed IRA, boom. Now you convert to a Roth, but you don't want to convert maybe the whole 150 grand. You're going to chunk at it. You're going to do 50 grand this year, 50 grand next year, and 50 grand the year after. And the reason why is because that 50 grand may put you, 52 grand might put you in a higher tax bracket. So when you mm -hmm. do this, you want to look at what's my AGI, what tax bracket am I in? Ooh, I better chunk this in six pieces. I'll do 25 grand instead of 50 grand or whatever. So you can kind of keep that conversion to a point where you're not paying a huge amount in taxes. So th that's chunking mm -hmm. where we like to do it in pieces. Yeah. So this is, of course, the side door, the Roth conversion. If you already got traditional dollars, now you're paying tax. So this one stings. And I think that's a big apprehension for a lot of people because you might be like, well, why the hell doesn't everybody just do this? Why don't I just go to Roth immediately? Well, you're going to get a tax bill. Okay. If I converted a hundred grand and let's say I'm in a 30% federal bracket and a 5% state, state bracket, you know, I'm paying $35,000 to convert that hundred grand. And the reason why is you got a deduction when you put that money in. And so the IRS is like, you want to move to Roth? You better pony up now. So it, it hurts. And then the first year, you know, it stings, but the payoff is in 10 years. When you look at your account and you've made some good investments and it's grown, whether you hit a home run or you even just made some base hits along the way, your account's gone up. You're going to be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I converted to Roth. And so that, that is um, why the side door, more clients should be looking at it. And I even had a client just, um, a week ago, who's like, I got a million in a traditional IRA. I want to start self-directing some of it, but I want to do Roth. And he was just like, I'm just going to convert the whole million. And I'm like, well, what are you ready to invest it into? And he's like, well, I got a $100,000 deal here. Maybe I'll get another one next year. I don't know. And I'm like, let's just break off the 100000 now for this great deal that you have that you think's got a really high return. Convert that to Roth. And you hit your base hits in your traditional, but every sweetheart deal that comes through that looks really enticing, you think you're going to get a high return on, run that through your Roth. And he was like, love it. Let's just do that. Let, let me, I can take the hit on a hundred grand now. And if I, next year, I'm like, I need more firepower in my Roth IRA. I'll convert some more. But if this will work for the deal I got today on the table, hopefully it gets my big return. And I've got my little kitty, so to speak, of my Roth IRA that can take down the, the great deals that I run across. Yeah. So, um, you don't have to go all in. Like Mark said, you can be a little country and rock and roll, you know, 
but sometimes you got to be rock and roll. That's the Roth IRA um, on the really good deals that can really maximize your account and build massive long-term wealth because that's where you want it. Comes out tax-free in the end. All right. Now, believe it or not, that is not everything. The strategies start to get crazy because we have clients that come with creative ideas for self-directing. Let's give just, we're just going to start having some fun here. So there's all sorts of little strategies you might consider. For example, you can set up an LLC that can be owned by part of your Roth, part of your traditional, part of your 401k, part of your health savings account. You could take an LLC and take your five kids Roth IRAs, your spouse's IRA, and a SEP and put that in an LLC. So the beauty is you can really take these accounts, combine them with others. Because a lot of people go, well, it's only six grand in a Roth. Well, hold it. Maybe you've got an old 401k that we can convert. Maybe you've got some traditional money we can convert. Maybe we pool all these accounts with your family and friends and create an LLC. Now you've got enough to really do some big time investing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I can do that? Yeah, we've been doing it for 15 years at our firm. And I'm, I'll give my partner a little kudo here is that literally he is the nationwide expert on this. There's not another attorney in the country that's written more on this topic and speaks more about it than anywhere in the country. I mean, that's amazing. You're listening to that podcast. So Matt Sorensen, we love you. <laughs> yeah. in this topic. Yeah. Even so though for those example, who love to self-direct. Yeah. yeah. You don't like my examples. Yeah. Well, even uh, though your examples are highly inappropriate, um, we still appreciate Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were still complaining about the deep dish. Okay. This was the sexual innuendo that was unintended. Yeah. I don't know where your mind was. Is that what it was? I was thinking of something else. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah. Now, what's another creative strategy? The one I love, Matt, you've got to talk about the inherited Roth IRA. Okay. All right. Well, I'll hit that one. I got many more. Okay. Fine. But let's talk about that one. Okay. Think Think of the one thing you'd want to inherit. If I could pick... Any one thing, if you can say, give me uh, anything that's worth $100,000 today, what's the one thing you'd want to inherit? Okay, $100,000 cabin, $100,000 boat, or $100,000 Roth IRA? $100,000 Roth IRA, any day. Really? Tell us why. Pray to us why. Okay, when you inherit a Roth IRA, what starts happening is you end up having to take RMD on it, which is required minimum distributions. But let's say you're like me. I'm 38. Yeah, I'm 38. Okay. I get to, okay. I have, how long is that until I'm 70 and a half? I don't know. You're the accountant, Kohler. 42 oh, years. Sorry. Okay. 42 years until I reach 70 and a half. No, 32. It's 32 years. And 32. Okay. 32 years. Yeah. 32 and a half. Okay. All right. So I have to take the value of that account over 32 and a half years and I have to start taking RMD. For a $100,000 account, I might have to take two grand. Not even that. I'm going to take less. It's going to be small. Okay. But the, okay, now, you before need- you go further, slowly, I got to, for the people that are new to this, let me make an important point. If you have an IRA and you are now 70 years old and you still have this IRA, you've been able to live on Social Security, some other savings, you're just frugal and you've got a $100,000 IRA sitting there. Traditional you're 70 and a half years old, the government says, guess what? You got to start taking at least something out of your IRA. We're going to do some math based on life expectancy and how much is in your IRA. And you got to do the math and take this out every year and get taxed on it. Because we don't want you to die with 100 grand. We want you to start using it. So believe it or not, the government forces you to start taking money out of your IRA. It's called a required minimum distribution. And at the end of the year, we have a lot of clients call us. Not only is November and December crazy for all of our other tax planning, we've got clients wanting to calculate their RMDs and they got to take out the money or there's a penalty. Well, if you inherit someone's Roth IRA, let's back up. If you have a Roth IRA and you're 70 years old, there's no required minimum distributions. The government can't force you to take it. And if you do take it, there's no tax anyway. Ah, It's like amazing. So if you inherit a so Roth IRA. So that's the tip in and of itself. No yeah. required minimum distributions for a Roth IRA. Traditional IRAs, required minimum distribution. SEP IRA, required minimum distribution. 401k, required minimum distribution. Even Roth 401ks have required minimum distribution. Roth IRA, 
no required minimum distribution. Wow. Okay. Now, if Matt chooses door number one, a paid-for cabin in the mountains, door number two, a boat, a houseboat worth a hundred grand. We're back on the doors. Yeah. <laughs> door number three. See, okay. look, he's trying to make this show complete. I hope you people realize my integrity here to not do something like I can't believe you brought that up again. Unbelievable. I don't even the know hate mail okay. this week is going to be okay. off. Sure. Okay. All right. Door number one was a $100,000 cabin. Door number two is a $100,000 houseboat. Door number three, $100,000 Roth IRA, which grandma died 75 mm -hmm. years old, just sitting on this thing. And she thought her favorite grandson, Matt Sorensen, he can choose this or the cabin mm -hmm. or the boat. Matt takes the hundred grand. His sister and his brother, they take the, the houseboat and the cabin and they thought they got lucky. Matt was an idiot. He took this $100,000 Roth. But Matt gets this Roth and he has to take RMDs, but mm -hmm. over his lifetime of his age, not grandma's. That's mm -hmm. what, so, so that's the stage. I wanted to reset the table here because for some of you that have never heard of this concept, freak, I was in my master's program of accounting before I learned how to even explain it. They're tricky, but you're, you get this RMD thing going, but if you inherit a Roth IRA, you might take this hundred grand and divide it over 32 years and, I mean, your minimum distribution might be five grand a year, but you've still Not got 95,000 sitting there. That's me way, it's very small. But here's what's cool about it. Okay, so I got to take some money out every year. But if I don't want to, I, leave, I mean, I can leave everything else invested. It grows still tax-free. I've got this tax-free little kitty that I inherited that I'm hopefully growing. Maybe I'm getting it to 200, 300. By the time I'm 50 or 60, you know, maybe I've doubled or tripled it. And it's still coming back out tax-free. And want. if I ever want the money, let's say I'm 45 and I got a midlife crisis and I'm like, I want to buy a Tesla. I take it out whenever I want. I don't have, there's no early withdrawal penalty in a Roth IRA. I don't have to wait until I'm 59 and a half when on an inherited Roth IRA. So if I want to drain the thing at any point, I take it back out. It's super cool. Oh, man. Um, my question is, really a Tesla? That's what you do in your midlife I, crisis. You know, I, my daughter thinks they're super cool, my 18-year-old. And so just, we were like looking up how much they are because I thought they were like 200 grand. Apparently, they're only like 80. Like the, <laughs> and so I was like, I mean, you know, I thought they were seriously like 200. Um, but the Model 3 or whatever is, I don't know, it's going to be like 40 or something. The yeah. new, you know, I don't know. So I'm actually, I don't like the way Teslas look. It's so I'm all about the environment and everything, but they just, they got to, they got to look like they're not from Tron. You know, like, mm. I don't know. <laughs> it looks okay. a little too futuristic for me. All right. Okay. Well, a little digression there, but okay. Now I want to throw this out. Some of you may think, well, that's pretty cool, but I, can I share some of this? Uh, I, I thought you were going to give me kudos on throwing out Tron. Oh, that yeah. was another movie reference. I mean, I did, it wasn't a line, <laughs> you know, it was a good throwback. It was. Yeah. Okay. It was. All right. Uh, I liked it. That was good. I'm sorry. I was thinking of what I was going to say instead, but I like that's more important. We're, we're all over the place. We've got, we've got some good movie quotes today. We've got Goonies in there. We got Tron. That was good. Now here's the Tommy thing. Boy, you're there. Yeah. Yep. Here's the thing with this, this Roth IRA that you've inherited. The beauty is too, is think of the sister, Matt's sister took the cabin and she thinks this thing's going to be worth a couple hundred grand. So she's like, Matt, you're stupid. You took the $100,000 Roth. I got this cabin and I know I can sell it for more in a year or two. Well, when she goes to sell that cabin, she has to pay capital gains tax on the increase. But Matt mm -hmm. could take his Roth and go buy another cabin on the same lake. And it goes up in value. And when she sells that cabin, he doesn't pay any tax. And he can take out the money tomorrow. He doesn't have to wait till he's 59 and a half. He can take it out any yep. time. Now he's got to recalculate the RMD every year, but it's based on a 32 year life span. I mean, it's crazy. So you've got this amazing little machine that's generating tax-free income. Think yeah. of anything you can buy, make money, and you don't pay tax with an inherited Roth. So Matt, do we share what our ethically challenged clients do sometimes? <laughs> you want to share well, that? This has happened. We've seen some clients do this. And I'm not recommending this. I'm just, I'm only saying this as an illustration of how, how much people really like this strategy yeah. of the inherited Roth is they, there's literally people out there that go to um, others who are like, in, have a terminal illness. Maybe it's someone they know or someone they get a contact and they have them go open up a Roth IRA in their name. 
make a contribution and list this per, you know, then they're like, list me as the beneficiary because when you die, I want your, I want to inherit this Roth IRA. Literally, there's people that go out there and do that. And because they want this little, so even if they just inherit one with 6,000, their hope is, well, I can invest that and grow it. And over my lifetime, I have this account. I can pull the money out whenever I want. It can still grow. I don't need to wait till I'm 59 and a half to take it out, but I can grow it. And it's all tax-free now without and, the restrictions on 59 and a half. Yeah, so. And even though we don't want you, you know, uh, meandering down the halls of the uh, critical care unit yeah. uh, at the hospital offering $10,000 for these $6,000 IRAs. Um, it is not a bad idea to, to say to grandma or grandpa, say, yeah. hey, you need a little money. Can I give you a couple thousand dollars? And, I, and I'll give you $8,000. Put six in this. Well, and they're over 55 and a half or 50, uh, 55. So we'd presume they could put in $7,000. So you'd mm -hmm. go to them and say, I'm going to give you $10,000. You keep three. Go buy yourself that, you know, go on a cruise. I love you, grandma and grandpa, but set mm -hmm. up this little Roth IRA, drop seven grand in it and make me the beneficiary. Nothing wrong with that. Help out mm -hmm. grandma and grandpa. And if do that for you, your spouse and your kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there you go. Grandma and grandpa are like, okay, you're an idiot, but okay, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm an idiot, but grandma, we love you. And then mm -hmm. grandma and grandpa die. Your whole family has tax-free accounts that you can pull out anytime as you invest. Insane. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. What okay. else is on your list, Mr. Sorensen? All right. Here's, here's what else is cool. Think about this for your, you know, maybe you're, you're like, you know what guys, you're, you're going too far on this. I just want to have a tax efficient account. I can start saving some money. I want to throw six grand and maybe even my kids accounts. I want to just throw six grand in, but what if I need the money? Isn't it locked up in an IRA? Well, in a regular IRA it is. But in a Roth IRA, when you contribute money, let's say you did the, the back door even, or let's, let's even say you put in money for your kids. You got a teenager working for you or it's got a job on the side. You're helping them throw money into a Roth. They got, they put in three years of contributions. They had 18 grand in there. And now they're in college. They need the money for something. They want to go study abroad in Europe. And um, well, here's what they can do. If they've made six thousand, three $6,000 contributions of 18 grand, they can pull out their contributions without tax or penalty. Now, if the if that eighteen thousand of contributions has grown to let's say twenty five thousand, the other seven is is earnings and growth that has to stay in, or you get penalties to take it out. But they can take out the contributions without having to pay taxes or penalty on it. So it's a great savings account. That six grand you put in there, if you need it back later, you get it back out. Penalty no tax free, or penalty. Tax free. Yep. So it's and a great, like great way to save. It is a great way to say, it. I like that as a college savings account because yeah. you can be building a retirement account for your children, teaching them the concept of savings. And then when you get to college, you can pull it out tax-free, penalty-free, the contributions for college and let the rest of the money ride. Mm -hmm. Now is let's say- craps or, Is that in craps where you let it ride? Let it ride? I, I don't know. When you, okay. Right. I, I mean, I think there's many bets in Vegas or like, you know, casino games that you let it ride but okay i don't just wanted to know I mean, if there's some good parallel i could make an example for for our yeah. vegas clients they appreciate yeah. that stuff yeah okay. it's the little things man i think it's craps is the one that you don't want, want a seven rolled i believe i think okay. that's yeah that's yeah. the thing for craps there's i'm too cheap to gamble yeah okay um now let's say you did the side door okay and you you converted to roth from traditional or even you did the backdoor roth IRA, which required a conversion now, to get that money back out, though, you have to wait five years. The IRS does not let you convert from traditional to Roth and say, all right, I want to take this Roth IRA money back that I converted. You got to wait five years. Because the IRS knows if you had a traditional IRA that you wanted to get it out and you had a 10% early withdrawal penalty, you just say, well, I'll just convert it to Roth. I know I got to pay the tax. And then I'll take them out in step two a day later, and I'll avoid the early withdrawal penalty. No, 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 no. So they locked you down on a five-year rule to convert to get it back out with having to pay tax or penalty, but it is still possible. Okay. Okay. Like it. Okay. Uh, uh, I have one more. I mean, okay. we got more to say, but I got one more plan that I tried to find, trying to squeeze in here. Okay. Is I think we kind of mentioned this, but you can contribute at any age. If you're in your seventies and I love it. I have clients calling me all the time. They're still working. They're still, still going after it. They love it. They're staying busy. They're like, can I still contribute to a Roth IRA? Yeah. You don't, there's no 60. Yeah. 
yeah, man, you could still throw it into a Roth IRA, still grow it. You got many years ahead of you, lots of years of tax-free growth. Yeah. And uh, feel free to list Matt Sorensen as your beneficiary. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you threw that in. I, I just, your ethics on the well, show. Maybe just is a really secondary. I'll be a contingent beneficiary, you know. Yeah. Maybe your real, your first loved one isn't around. List me second. Gosh, suggesting that people, you know, set up accounts for terminally ill people. I mean, this is really a new. I love. thought I threw a disclaimer on there and said I'm not recommending this. I'm just yeah. for yeah. illustration purposes of no how one, much. No one that. listens to disclaimers. They hear what they want to hear. Wow. <laughs> well, okay. I th- this has been awesome. So, folks, if you've liked this, what we're going to try to do this year is dive deep into a few more topics. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we think um, some podcasts just hit the surface, maybe because they're trying to sell something, or maybe they just don't know. They don't know. They're reading Google articles. They're just Googling stuff and giving you like the basics that they can read online. They're not yeah. experts. We are. We're going to give you. We're going to do the deep dive. Yeah, I like it. Like scuba, not deep dish pizza, guys. Okay. Okay. I like it. Well, if any of you, I'm going to take this out, Matt. Is that all right? Anything else? Final words? Final, I'm I'm going to turn the baton over to you. Okay. I will say. The last last 400 meters. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. If any of you have a follow-up question or are in finding this topic helpful, please reach out, give us a five-star review, and also join us next week for a live broadcast of our open forum show, which we do every three weeks, and we take questions from around the country, around the world oftentimes, and we're very honored to have you participate. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter where you get updates and deadlines and videos and articles, and uh, we've got our self-directed IRA summit coming up yeah. on June 1st in Chicago. There'll be a live broadcast for a hundred bucks. You can watch it online or come attend in person. Lunch will be included. It's going to be a lot of fun. Great place uh, in Chicago. And uh, we'll tell you more about that. And it's in the newsletter. So you can get registered for our self-directed annual summit. And uh, we appreciate you watching, listening, whatever you're doing. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to another hour of refreshing strategies to better live your American dream. Don't forget to get your free copy of Mark and Matt's ebooks and sign up for their weekly free newsletter with important tax deadlines and articles at refreshyourwealth.com. Mm-hmm.